We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. It's a pleasure to have you along. Let's talk some high school football as all the, all the games around the area were moved to last night. So the high school football playoffs began around the Commonwealth and around the area last night. There will be a lot more tonight around, uh, around Virginia. But let's talk about the games around our area. Joined by Cody Elliott now from the DNR. He is the sports editor and preps reporter. He was out at the Turner Ashby and Spotswood game last night. Hi, Cody. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Um, great, great game between those two teams last night. You know, has it been a whirlwind for you the last few weeks with all the postseason action going on in high school athletics? It has. It's been, <laughs> um, it's been very busy. You know, we've we've had obviously cross country. Um, the state meets coming up this Saturday, so we're getting ready for that. And then um, we've had some, several regional volleyball teams um, advance. We've got three teams from the area going to the state tournament, so that's been fun. And then obviously uh, postseason football kicked off last night, so. Uh, yeah, definitely a crazy few weeks for me. <laughs> well, I, let's talk a little bit about the other stuff. Don't get into football. How about cross country this weekend? What are your What are your expectations for some kids around here? Yeah, I think I think there's a, there's quite a few kids who um, you know have have big aspirations. Obviously, um, you know on the boys' side in the in the, in the three C meet or the class three meet, um, Adam Groves of Waynesboro is a guy that I think you know can can be in that top five, top ten range. Um, you know, obviously the Spotswood girls as a team led by Taylor Myers, they're a team that, that captured their first regional title last week and, and really has done some really big things. Um, I think they have a chance of doing something special. Uh, the Fort Defiance girls are another team um, with Abby Lane leading the way there. Um, so some really good teams in Class 3. And then obviously in Class 2, um, Davey Johnson of Luray is a guy who's captured a district and a regional title already. So he's looking to complete the trifecta. Um, he reached the state tournament last year as a freshman, so he's already been there and kind of knows the experience, knows the course, so that'll be interesting. Um, but, yeah, there's there's quite a few talented runners um, across the entire area. Um, and then, obviously, Class 5 with Harrisburg even has some runners as well um, going on. So it, it's going to be a, a busy day, and I, I think you know we'll see quite a few all-state performers. We're talking to Cody Elliott again from the Daily News Record, and, and volleyball, as you mentioned, continues with their postseason. And uh, three teams made state, is that right? That is correct. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got East Rock and Fort. Both will be hosting on on um, Saturday in the in the state quarterfinals. While Larray, uh, which actually fell to East Rock in the regional championship game, that um, they'll make the road trip to Pocosin. So yeah, three teams and um, you know East Rock and Fort specifically have been have been really impressive as of late. Yeah, no question. Again, we're talking with Cody Elliott from the DNR. All right, let's talk some high school football from last night. You were at the, the Class 3 Region C game with uh, Turner Ashby and Spotswood. Great matchup. Again, I was able to listen to most of it to, uh, as we had it on WSVA, but 17-14, TA gets a field goal in the fourth quarter, hangs on as Spotswood had a couple of chances late. But just a really good high school football game. It was, and, and, and it was back and forth. Um, it was everything you want out of high school football. I think the one um, kind of black eye on the game was just the amount of penalties. Um, you know, and that and that was, I think, a result of a couple things. Um, I thought at times both teams had some sloppiness. Um, obviously, there was some chippiness involved with with how close these teams are and and being rivals. Um, but then also with with the postseason comes new officiating crews, and sometimes you know coaches and players aren't used to what you know different officials do, and vice versa. Um, and, and yeah, this game was slowed down tremendously. I mean, the game took almost two, almost three hours to uh, to be finished. Um, just a lot of penalties that slowed down. Um, at times, it stole momentum or slowed momentum down. Um, it, it was just really hard to watch at times, just because of that. Um, but overall, yeah, great game, um, great defensive effort by both teams. Uh, you know, neither team was giving up much. There was one big play by each team in the first half. 
Um, and other than that, you know, the, the defense has kind of held each other in check. And then uh, second half, you know, T.A. gets a fumble there in the, in the beginning of the third quarter and gets a short field and then and later punches it in. Coincidentally, that drive was extended by, by a penalty by Spotswood. Um, and then obviously late in the fourth quarter, uh, Ben Miller connects on the field goal, and that ultimately proves to be the difference. Um, it, it was a really good game, really back and forth, really competitive, I think. You know everything we kind of expected with these two teams meeting in the playoffs. You know what'd you see early on at the Spotswood again? They were up fourteen seven at halftime. They had some stuff going in the first half. What'd you see early on from from them? Well, defensively, they they had completely shut down the Turner Ashby run game. Like I said, Micah Shank, the DA quarterback, had a seventy five yard run um, that gave his team the lead. Actually, first seven nothing. And then from there, TA was getting nothing going at all. Um, Bo Baylor only had one carry. Gage Kelly was being bottled up. Um, the passing game was basically non-existent last night. Um, it, it, they just had them completely in check defensively. And then offensively, they were playing complimentary football. Um, they weren't necessarily getting the running game going either. James Stowe was kind of being bottled up on their side. But Elliot Brown, their sophomore quarterback, was finding guys all over the field. Um, Rain Dean made a big play with a 50-yard run. Uh, they got the ball to a couple other guys. Matt Craig made a big 41-yard grab. Um, and so the passing game was really working for them well, and, and they were able to take advantage. And then it seemed like at half, you know, Scott Turner and T.A. kind of made some adjustments. They were able to stop the passing game better in the second half. From there, T.A. got a couple of points and, and a couple of opportunities, and then Spotswood never could get going again offensively in the second half. You say the defense for T.A. in the second half was really good, wasn't it? It absolutely was, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was probably one of their better performances of the year. Um, you know, they were really stout. And then I thought one of the one of the big turning points of the game, too, came in the fourth quarter um, after that field goal for Miller. Spotswood got the ball back, and, and, and James Stowe actually had back-to-back runs um, for about 26 yards total. Uh, and up until that point, he had been really bottled up, only averaging about three yards per carry. He had back-to-back runs for double-digit yardage, and then all of a sudden he goes down with an ankle injury. Um, he's in a lot of pain. He gets carried off, never returns to the game. And at that point, it kind of felt like, you know, there was a lengthy pause in the field. Obviously, Spotswood players were concerned about their star running back. And from that moment on, it kind of felt like they never really got their, their rhythm back. They never really got in a flow. Um, they ended up punting on that drive and then, and then had a couple more opportunities, but they never could get going. Um, and I think that was a big turning point late in the fourth quarter. We're talking with Cody Elliott from the Daily News Record. He's our sports editor and preps reporter. Was at the TA Spotswood game last night as TA won that game 17-14. to They'll advance, and Coach Turner's team is now 9-2. and They're playing very well, but they'll probably play Liberty Christian, who's the one seed. They'll play their game tonight against Rustburg, but Heritage and Brookville also advanced last night with wins as Brookville beat Wilson Memorial 41-21. But um, no matter – it's going to be Liberty Christian. That'll be a huge challenge for Turner Ashby next week. Yeah, it's like deja vu every year with the value <laughs> And, um, you know, I, I put it in my article about just, you know, how much LCA has been a pain for various teams for years now. Um, last year, obviously, Broadway went down there after beating TA in the first round, and, and they were blown out. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a tradition here for a while, and it's, it's <laughs> certainly a tall task and a big challenge. And, um, you know, I think TA and, and their coaching staff is well aware of, uh, you know, how big of a challenge they have ahead of them. Talking again to Cody Elliott from the DNR, talking high school football as most of the games were around the area last night. And Class 2 Region B, obviously a lot of teams around the area. Strasburg, the one seed, took care of East Rockingham 42-0. Were you a little surprised by the score? I was. I thought, you know, East Rock coming off the bye, um, it was 28-0 when they met in the regular season. But I thought, you know, East Rock has a, has a pretty good offense, uh, an offense that's capable of putting up big numbers when, the, when they're clicking. 
Um, and, you know, Strasburg riding the high from the Bull Run District Championship last week, I thought maybe, you know, they may still kind of overlook East Rock a bit. Um, but, no, it, it was it, the Rams were locked in and, and able to uh, completely take care of business. Clearly, you know, they, they have figured out something with shutting down that East Rock offense to, to hold them scoreless for a second time. That's really, really impressive. Um, I mean, you just have to tip your hat to Strasburg and what they've done. I mean, it seems like every week you kind of wait for them to have a letdown, and they, they've just continued to take care of business. And um, they've been consistent. They've been steady. They don't always do it in the flashiest ways or, or necessarily blow people out all the time, but they, they've just taken care of business consistently, and um, that's what they did last night. And, you know, the, they just continue to roll. And I, I think at this point you, you have to take them seriously as a not only a regional contender yeah. but a state contender. Yeah, no question. I'm with you on that. Again, they're playing great right now. 42 nothing over East Rock last night in the quarterfinals. They'll play Stewart Straff, the five-seed knocked off Clark County 35-14. to And I, I wasn't totally surprised by that one, but uh, Stewart Straff, they're, they're, I mean, they're obviously playing pretty well. Uh, they had won three in a row before losing to Riverheads to close out the regular season. But uh, that could be a threat for Strasburg a little bit. Yeah, I think, you know, Source Draft is kind of a sneaky pick here in, the, in that region. Um, you know, they know how to win. They've consistently done it on the big stage. You know, they've been to two state championships in recent years. They reached the regional championship last season, so they know how to get to that point and what it takes. Um, like you said, they're, they're, they're clicking at the right time. I think you take out that loss against Riverheads. Um, they've played really well in their last four, four out of their last five games. Um, obviously, last night, Clark County a little shorthanded without their starting quarterback and, and without Will Booker on the defensive side. But still, Sorshap took care of business. Landon Graber at the quarterback spot has really, really played well over the past couple of weeks. Um, he's become really a big playmaker for them in both the passing game and the running game. Uh, and then the defense is just stout. Obviously, Nathan Floyd, their head coach, is known for being a defensive-minded coach. Um, that's been his focus since back when he was an assistant before he, before he became the head coach, and they've thrived in that. And so with a good defense and, and an offense that seems to be getting better each week, um, I think they've got a real chance at, at possibly pulling off an upset of Strasburg, and then I think they've got a chance to make it a run in general. Um, I think they're the type of team that could, could go on one of those surprise runs um, as the postseason rolls along. And the other part of that bracket, the other half, is uh, Lou Raid defeated Madison County 52-38. Central got by Buckingham 17-12. to Those two will meet in the semifinals. But Lou Ray and Madison County met last week, and, and, and Lou Ray run pretty big, but kind of was a shootout last night with Madison County instead. Yeah, and I, I honestly am not too surprised just with the way Madison plays. You know, I, I've mentioned to you before throughout the regular season, I thought that they had potential to be better than people thought they were. They obviously win six games for the first time since 2016. Um, they have a really good year overall, um, getting, to, getting to the playoffs. And, and their quarterback, Wade Fox, is just a really dynamic player. He can do it through the air. He can do it on the ground. Um, that team kind of rallies around him at times. And, and he had a big game last night. I mean, six, six touchdown passes um, really kept them in that game and gave them a chance. And so you got to give him credit what credit is due. Um, but Luray in that running game, they, they've still been shorthanded. Uh, they were still shorthanded last night with a couple of guys out. Um, but they just took care of business, and, and, and they're hard to stop when they get that running game going. Um, obviously, next week against Central, um, they'll, they'll certainly have their hands full um, against a, a much more difficult defense and um, you know, a rematch of a game that was, was a pretty big one in the regular season. Yeah, no question. They gave Central their first loss of the year. And Central was able to hang on to defeat Buckingham 17-12. to They were the one team that played somebody from outside of the area for the most part. But uh, were you surprised that that, that that was a close game last night? Yeah, over the years, Buckingham has been a team that, that somewhat struggled against the rest of the region. Um, they've, they've kind of been a, a, a mixed bag at times because you don't – you 
we just don't see them very much. Uh, mm-hmm. There's not very many teams that, that they have, you know, common opponents with. And um, so that you never really know what to expect. Um, I, I think that Central, it was a low-scoring game. It was kind of an ugly game. And, and that's going to be, you know, how Central wins games in the postseason if they do. Um, you know, their offense hasn't been necessarily at its peak like it was last year um, throughout this season. They've had some games where they've looked really good, but they've had some games where they've struggled as well. Um, you know, so I think if they're going to win games and win playoff games, they're going to have to have these low scoring contests. And, um, you know, that, that certainly will have to be the case moving forward. And they, they face a tall task this week with Ray and that rushing attack coming to town. Yeah, that'll be fun again this week. It'll be Lou Ray and Central in the second round. And Buffalo Gap in Class 1 Region B. Obviously, Riverhead's got the buy into the semifinals. Buffalo Gap will join them there as they beat William Campbell 56-36 to 36 as they rolled by that, that in that game. And is this a team that, that get to that championship of the region? Yeah, I certainly think they can. Um, they actually play Central Lindenburg next week. Um, the regional semifinals, that's actually a rematch of the, their semifinal last year. So, um, a good chance there for Gap to uh, to get a win and and possibly set up a rematch with the Riverheads. And actually, in the regular season, you know, it was twenty seven to seven, but Gap actually played Riverheads pretty tight, um, pretty well, probably better than most of the Shenandoah District did. Um, so, you know, it'll be an interesting matchup if those two teams meet up again. But yeah, Gap obviously looked looked strong last night. Their offense looked good. Their their rushing attack, you know, over five hundred yards rushing on the ground. Um, I think the one thing that, that stood out was they, they struggled with their pass defense. Um, but fortunately for them, in, in that region, you're not going to see very many more teams that, that throw the ball very much anyway. So um, I think that they're in a good spot right now, and I would not be shocked at all if in two weeks we, we're talking about a Riverheads Buffalo Gap rematch again rematch again in the regional championship. Yeah, no question about that. You can read all about it online, pick up the paper as well, dnronline.com slash sports. You can read about all the games from last night, and we'll get you set for next week as well. Cody, thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. Yep, thanks, Dave.